serious, Nala? I feel you, man. <laughs> Praise God. I'm so glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning. And I do want to join Michelle and say Happy Mother's Day to all the moms, both that are in the room with me and those who are listening digitally. And Mrs. Hughes, so good to see you as always. Hallelujah. We're going to get right into it this morning, but uh, you know, before we do, God knew we would be together this morning. And I absolutely, 100% believe that no matter what struggles that I've had as it relates to, Lord, what do you want me to say, you know? This is meant for all of us in this room this morning and whoever's listening. Amen? Amen. So if we don't have any problem with that, let's begin right now in Hebrews chapter 5, 9. And having been perfected, he, Jesus, became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. 2 Timothy 4 and 8. Finally, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not to me only but also to all who have laid, I'm sorry, all who have loved his appearing. Romans 10, 12, and 13. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And, you know, it's no big secret. I mean, I pretty much highlighted where we are. are, are to all who? To all who? Are you among the who? And here's the thing. God makes no distinction. So I want to keep repeating this every time I have the opportunity. I'm so thankful that I'm in this room right now preaching to people of all colors, ages, gender. I'm I'm just so thankful that we have a mixed church. We have a church that people love each other regardless and regardless of what they're trying to tell us out there in the world. Because in Christ, God makes no distinction between anybody and I don't care how much distinction they're trying to make between us in this church in his church there is no difference hallelujah and we i want to just keep preaching i'm going to keep teaching i'm going to keep saying it i want our young people to keep hearing it over and over and over again there is no distinction there is no difference hallelujah so i am i among the whomever or to all whom am am i among the all of the whom. I am among all of the whom. How about you? So we're going to dive a little deeper. Father God, in Jesus' name, thank you for this day that you've made. And I want to join in with Michelle who prayed for a blessing on all the mothers as we pick this day to honor our mothers. But Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that this would be more than just another Mother's Day, more than just another family gathering or get-together. But Father, that you would be right in the middle of us. Father, we have mothers... Because you've ordained it to be that way. Father, mother is not the earth. Mother are those who you've chosen to gift children with. And so, Father, we lift them up to you today. And we ask that you would, again, give them a special blessing. But, Father, we're asking also for a special blessing on each and every hearer. Father, give us ears to hear this morning that we may know what it is, the voice of God, our Father. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. So in Hebrews 5 now, we're going to begin here. And having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. You see there, there's the only qualification in this particular scripture is all who obey him. To whom I am among the whom. But now listen, if I don't want to listen, I, I, having he's been perfected, he became the author of my eternal salvation. I am saved forever. I am saved forever. I don't have to worry about it. It's not so tenuous that God is waiting for me to make a mistake so that He can jerk the rug out from underneath me and then just say, okay, good try, Tony, but you didn't quite make it. Uh Uh-uh. No. But I am also not going to stand here and say that my salvation can't... I can't turn my back on my own salvation. I can do that. No man can take it from me, and God does not want to take it from me, but I can surely turn my back and walk away from it if I choose to do so. Because He never made me His robot. Love is love because we have a choice in the matter. If there is no choice in the matter, then it's not love at all. Amen? God chose to love me when I was a sinner. God chose to love me before I even thought about who He was. He chose to love me when He 
put himself up on that cross, bled himself dry for me. For me. So now I choose. Do I respond to that love? And I say yes and amen, because I'm among the whom all. Amen? All right. So now let's, I'm going to go into dive just a little bit deeper into Hebrews, but not very deep, because some of this stuff we've been into in the last few weeks, so I just find it very Holy Spirit-like to keep us hovering in the same group of scriptures, but bring us deeper meaning. Amen? So now in Hebrews, again, still in 5, but beginning in verse 12. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. Verse 14, But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Try the Spirit, see if they be of God. Those of us who have been studying First John together. Amen? Would you, did I give you that scripture, Mary? If, you, if I did, would you keep that up there just for a moment? Okay, my bad. Okay, look it. But solid food belongs to those who are full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised. We've talked about this within the last few weeks as we've been studying going deeper with Jesus. Amen? Okay, listen, what this is saying is when we were presenting this as it relates to our walk with Jesus and going deeper with Him, those who by exercise, uh, they have this power. That, you know what that means? You're living what you already know. You're putting to use what God has already taught you. You know X amount of the Word of God, and that which you know of God, you're putting to use. Come on now. So now we'll go back, and Mary, if you would, that one, that Hebrews 5 to 7, 5, 7, and 11. In the days of His flesh, Jesus, when He had offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears to Him who was able to save Him from death and was heard because of His godly fear... Why was he heard? Because he feared God. Amen? Though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered, and having been perfected. See, my brothers and sisters, he learned... This is so amazing to me. Jesus suffered... uh, We'll give a little bit more depth. It says, he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the... That's not quite... Jesus knew how to obey. But what this is saying is... Listen, he, under, he has the ability, he understands the fullness, he received the fullness and he was perfected because by experience he obeyed and he, he understood what it was to suffer for obedience. Jesus knew what it was going to be like. You know how I know that? Because I read the word, you see. When he was in that garden and he was praying, he was praying tears. He knew what was going to, he was sweating blood. He was, he was vehement, it says this, that he went to God vehement. He, was, he, was, he knew what he was about to suffer. He knew already what the suffering would be like. He already knew how painful it was going to be. He already, knew that he already knew that it was going to be an issue. But, so that when, it's, when it says this, it makes it sound like kind of like, well, Jesus didn't really know what was going to happen, or he, he had to learn something. He had to learn how to be a Now, what this is saying is, he experienced it. This is not, and then I like what it says then in Hebrews 4.14, you're not turning or just listen to me. Seeing that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. Let us hold fast our confession. For if we do, not have, we do not have a high priest that cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Listen, this doesn't mean just the temptation that he went through in the garden. This doesn't just mean that. Yeah, was he tempted by the evil one? Absolutely he was. Was he tempted with some of the same things that we are? Riches, goods of this world, power, status. Was he tempted by all of that? Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. Was he tempted by that? But he was, all, he was tested like we are. How many of you have been tested lately? If you are trying, if, listen, if you're a Christian and you're not being tested, you better check yourself. Especially in the day and age that we're living in. Because God truly is separating the contenders from the pretenders. So you are going to be tested and your faith must be tested in order for it to grow. You have to be tested to move 
from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of God. Amen? So now we have this faithful high priest who was tested just like we are. So this is a faithful high priest who doesn't say, okay, listen, just going to have to go through this. He knows what it's like to go through this. And he made it through this. And it says, when it says in that verse 9 that he was perfected, he was perfected, he completed, everything was complete, and that made him qualified to be the perfect sacrifice for your sins and mine. So I can now be absolutely confident that Jesus was absolutely, he passed every test. He wasn't just that temptation, that little stuff that Satan did to him out in the desert. It was living life. It was living life. It was being rejected by the people who you love. It was being rejected by your own family. It was being rejected by the people who had authority and power. It was being, it was experiencing all kind of rejection. Even the people that you helped even the people that you loved on, even the people that you ministered to, that you served, turn on you. Anybody know what that's like? Hallelujah. Someone who says that they care about you, and then you're in this relationship, and, and all of a sudden something happens. And that, 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 that feeling, that euphoria, if you will, that... that that warm and fuzzy, it just starts to go away on somebody's, on somebody's part. And because the feeling changes, the attitude changes, and it starts affecting us, doesn't it? And having been perfected, verse 9, he became the author of eternal salvation to all whom obey him. So he is the author of my eternal salvation if I obey him. Called by God as a high priest according to the order of Melchizedek of whom we have much to say and hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. I want to I I push on this just a little bit, my brothers and sisters, because listen, we, we need to be able to hear him. This to, remember where we started here just a moment ago in Hebrews. You know what? You should be learning more. You should be at a different level right now. But I have to keep, this is Paul speaking or the Apostle speaking, probably Paul, but this is the Apostle speaking or the Holy Spirit speaking through the Apostle saying to the church, to the church, I, I can't give you any more depth of the word because the stuff that I've already taught you, you're still ter- you still haven't even put that to use. You haven't even started putting that to practice. In other areas, like in James says, where the fights and stuff erupt among. Man, you're fighting amongst each other. In Corinthians, aren't you acting like mere men? Just be, you know, you're fighting. You have all these disagreements. You're you're getting into these hot competitions between each other. Aren't you acting like mere men? I can't, you can't go any further. You should, be, you should be making more progress as it relates to the, your understanding of the Word. But you're not. Because the very things that I've already talked to you about, you're not even practicing that. In fact, there's, you've backslid. There's some things that, you, that you've gone back to that you knew I moved you from. Come on. Hallelujah. You've become dull of hearing. I'm, I'm trying to speak to you. I, I've, I've not given up on you. I've not given up on you. You've become dull of hearing. I'm still speaking, but you, you can't hear me. You, you're, you're not hearing me. Why? You're letting... that? I heard her. I, I heard her. She was saying, Hallelujah, praise the Lord. She's listening in that little room, you see. And she heard the word of the Lord by Pop-Pop. See, I hear her, but don't let that change you, man. It's a baby. How can I obey that which I do not know? And how can I know unless I read and hear? Faith cometh by... Right? Hearing by the Word. So I've got to read this Word and I've... Listen, so, so that means, Tony, because I've heard you say it, that... You know, we shouldn't just go ahead and believe it just because you said it, or another preacher, or anybody for that matter, just because, but faith cometh by hearing. Yeah, you've got to hear God. You have to hear God. You, it, it's, it doesn't matter what you hear from me unless it's the Word of God and Holy Spirit inside of you is bearing witness with your spirit. 
Are you, are you there? See, this is, you know, I know that I'm losing some of you right now and maybe even some that are listening because, well, this is so fundamental. If it's, but here's the problem. It's so fundamental. It's so basic, but we're not using it. And just like them, you say, I can't bring you anything deeper. Why? Because you're not putting to use what you already know. I want to go deeper with Jesus. I want to, I want to know Him more. I, I Listen, I, don't want, I want to live this victorious life that He's... Is anybody... Let, let's be honest with each other. Right now, if you say, well, with all of the challenges and all of the things that are going on, do you feel like you're living more than, like more than a conqueror? Right now, do you feel like a conqueror? Got one, praise the Lord. Do you feel like, you know, you're a victory. You, the vic, you're living in this victory. Do you feel like that? Do you understand that? For some of you, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But my brothers and sisters, we don't always do that. And we're always looking for this other way to achieve that. In the meantime, he's saying, I've already provided it for you. Listen to me. Hear me. Does anybody really... Listen. Are you really wanting to hear God? Me too. He's still speaking, and He's still speaking loudly. We have to hear it through His Word and hear Him speaking through His Word, through praise and worship, through, through each other, fellowship with one another. Come on. We can't stay out there, be glued to what's going on out there, be glued to our phones, be glued to our iPad, whatever, and do all of that and think that we're going to hear Lord, the Lord. We, we can't. Yeah, but every time I look at my phone, Pastor, the, the, the scripture of the day comes up and, you know, goody, goody, goody. What about the spirit? My words are spirit and they are life. What about the spirit? How, see, the problem, my brothers and sisters, is I, I'm, I'm not even on the script right now, but that's okay. God help me. Listen, you know what the problem is? We can't understand the word. We can't really get the depth of the word until we start, listen, practicing what we are. No, we already know that, right? And we can't practice what we know without Him helping us. Is that right? Does everybody agree on that? We can't do it. We can't understand it. We can't do it without Him helping us. How does He help us? Hey, it's important for you that I go away. Because if I don't go, I can't send the Helper, Holy Spirit. So now we get, once we start talking about Holy Spirit in charismatic or, you know, Pentecostal churches, people get a little bit afraid and think that I may go ahead and try to cut some backflips up in here or start speaking in a, a, which they would call gibberish, and it scares everybody and all. No, I'm not talking about just these manifestations and these gifts. I'm talking about grace. I'm talking about something that God has imparted to us by His Spirit, and you cannot experience grace and the Holy Spirit are synonymous. You cannot have one without the other. And my brothers and sisters, the Holy Spirit strengthens you. Holy Spirit, it was important that Jesus gave it to you. Why? So that you can hear Him, so that, you, so that His Spirit will bear witness with your spirit, and you go from one glory to the other. But here we go. Here we go. I heard the Word of God. Holy Spirit spoke, and He meditated. And when I was meditating, he, he landed it right here in my heart. And so what happened? When I had the opportunity, and I was tested, I eased off of it. And Holy Spirit, in that moment, He didn't leave me. He didn't leave me. There, there was a check that went off. But man, that check that went off in me, man, there was still some people around me that I didn't want to go ahead and offend or I didn't want them to think that I was some kind of a religious fanatic or some kind of weirdo. That check that went off in me, that was not as strong as the thing that I was feeling outside. And so I let that outside pressure quench the Spirit. I quenched the Holy Spirit. That fire, hallelujah, that fire on the inside was quenched because of what was going on in the outside. Hallelujah. So the very grace and the very help that he sent and the very voice that he's, he's given, I'm not paying attention to. So how can I even obey it? He's, he's speaking to me. He's given me the power to obey what he's speaking to me. But then I don't obey it and then all of a sudden I can't hear him anymore. Why? Because I've grieved him and I've quenched him. Hallelujah. You've become dull of hearing. I'm going to read a little bit here out of uh, John chapter 10. This is Jesus. 10, 14. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, 
and am known by my sheep, or by my own. As the Father knows me, even I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice. They will hear my voice. And there will be one flock and one shepherd. Again, right? Let's go back. To all whom, no distinction made, here Jesus is saying one flock, not going to be two. See, he's spe- when, he, when he's speaking about these, this other, these other sheep, this other foe, he's talking about the Gentiles. I, I'm firmly, I firmly believe that he's talking about the Gentiles. He came down, he ministered to the, the Jews, but there, there's going to be another flock. There's going to be this other flock, and it's going to be all one. Amen? So that's, so that's one thing. We're talking about that. But he says, my sheep, they know me. They hear my voice. So now watch. Here's the thing. There's some people, and I don't want anybody to write me any letters or anybody in this room to get mad at me. Just, just save it, okay? Let's just be real. I can't hear God. I'm not hearing God. And you know what? I memorized some scripture, and I've got the hair going up on the back of my neck a time or two, but there's just something about it. I, I just can't live it out, or I can't, or whatever. You know what? Listen, I, 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 God loves you. And, and God is not, listen... God is not keeping a grade point average on you right now. But is it possible, my dear brother, my dear sister, maybe, that when you went down and you prayed that prayer, that you really didn't understand what you were doing? Is that possible? Is it possible that when you went down there when you were seven years old because, you know, and your intentions were good as a seven-year-old, and you went down there and you prayed a prayer, but is it possible that you really didn't understand exactly what you were doing? So now, my brothers and sisters, you're a little bit older, you're hearing a little bit more word, and, and so now, this doesn't make sense because I know other people that, that love Jesus and they, they say that they hear God, and, and I gave you the testimony of, of, of Dad Preeman, how he, you know, he, he even told me one time, and, I, and you heard, you've heard me say that, where he said, you know, uh, I've got to admit, he said, I, I, I owe you an apology, he said, because you know, whenever you said the Holy Spirit nudged you or you heard God speak something to you, I didn't believe you. But praise God. He said, now I believe you because I hear Him. Come on. So now watch, watch, watch. My brothers and sisters, what a powerful testimony. Powerful testimony. Powerful. So, so, so look, it's, it, he is no respecter of person. None. He does not respect anybody, my brothers and sisters. He recognizes you. He looks at you and he looks at me as his beloved. He loves you. He died for you. But my brothers and sisters, if we're struggling, let's not make any pretenses. Let's not put on any show. And let's not put on our church clothes on Sunday and or Wednesday if you're inclined. But let's not put our church clothes on when we're around certain people and then go ahead and act according to our own will in other times when we're separate from Him or separate from them. No! Holy Spirit is with you wherever you go. Whenever you go. That's His intention. He's your helper. He's, he's there to help you. To speak to you. So that you can hear the voice of God. And you can be empowered to do what God is telling you to do. So that you could obey Him. And you could be then confident. And I'm going to say something that's going to make somebody else mad if they ever heard it. But they won't because they won't bother listening to small time uncelebrated pe- preachers like me. It's okay, and you should not doubt your salvation. And here is the Scripture, one of them that you could back it up. If I'm walking in obedience to God, if, I'm, if the Holy Spirit is ministering to me, and I'm walking according to... He says that I, He is the author of my eternal salvation. Eternal salvation. I'm saved, I'm set free, and He's not looking to put me back into chains. So you can try if you want to, and you can tell me that I should be prejudiced, or I should judge this one, or I should look at that one, or you could do that all you want to, and enemy hear me now, because I don't believe it. He says that there is no difference. He says that I am already free. I don't have to worry about hating this one or this one's hating me. I don't have to worry about any of that. My status is I am a born again believer in Christ Jesus. I'm his child. He's looking for me to be raised up and I'm looking for him to raise me up. Hallelujah. So just try it. Just try it. It ain't going to work. Holy Spirit is living on the inside of me. And yeah, I still make a mistake or one or two. 
but he's not looking to kick, kick me to the curb. What he's doing is he's making the correction. He's saying, Tony, you mess up. Son, you missed it. Okay, God, Father. Man, when, you, when you're hearing that, you respond to it. And you act in accordance. I just heard recently a, a minister who I highly respect said that there was someone that was, uh, gave a little smart out comment, a little sarcasm, and said it to him way back in 1991. And now all of a sudden he called him up and he apologized for this. Pastor told me, or said out loud, I didn't, even, I didn't even realize that that happened. I forgot all about it and everything. But that person, listen, Holy Spirit, still working on perfecting, still working on perfecting, man convicted this man after all of these years. And this man went and he did scripturally what he was supposed to do. I'm sorry. Can you forgive me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Heard the voice and obeyed. Child of God. The children hear their father and they obey. So man, if that was you when you were seven, I don't care if you were 77. If that was you and you went down to that altar and ever since then you just, it's just not the same or I don't get that warm and fuzzy or the convictions aren't the same or whatever the case may be, you just don't have, you don't sense that presence of God in your life. You don't really hear God. Then you know what? Go to God. Ask, listen, ask Him, Lord, forgive me. Whatever, it's, whatever I've done, it, bring it to my understanding that I may confess it before you and will not do it again. Lord, whatever happened, what, I, in this moment, Lord, I repent. I know that I need to go your way. Maybe I wasn't following you as closely as I should have. But Lord, right now, I want to follow you. So Holy Spirit, help me. But, that's the, isn't that a great thing about our God? It doesn't matter where you are right now, how long you've been there, how long you've been in, how long you've been out. That, none of that matters. In this moment, you can go right to Him. And you can say, Father, forgive me. I love you. Help me. And He'll say, come on, let's go. No, no, no. Let's wait a little while. Let's see if you really mean it this time. It don't go that way. It, my brother said, you go down there and you tell God, Father, I want all of you that I can have. Forgive me for my shortcomings. I know. And that, man... And then don't walk out of here or there or wherever you're leaving your prayer closet at. Don't walk out of there and then walk into the same old stuff that you were before you walked in there. See, don't think that God is going to wave a magic wand on you and all of a sudden all of your heart's desires, all your flesh is just going to, is, is just going to go ahead and die automatically. God killed. No, you've got to do it. Paul said he had to keep his flesh under submission. If the apostle Paul had to work at it, then what do you think me and you have to do? And I'm so glad that He didn't leave my, me on my own to do it. You know who He gave me? His Holy Spirit. You know who else He gave me? That, uh, that, that one right there, my Abigail over there. Right? I got an Abigail. So maybe, you don't, maybe you're not as fortunate as I am. Maybe you don't have an Abigail. It doesn't matter. But there are people in this church who love you. There are people in this church that if you're struggling, man, if you're struggling and, and you talk to somebody in my church and they condemn you, you better come and tell me. But I don't think I've got anybody in this room right now that would do that. I hope I don't. But my brothers and sisters, it's not about there is therefore no, no, no condemnation. I'm not going to condemn you. I don't want to condemn you. Hey, look, if the words are condemning you, if you're, if you're hearing some words and, and it's starting to you know, crush you, man, don't mistake conviction with condemnation. God is bringing conviction because He wants you to be perfected. God is trying to work something out in you so that we need to respond that way. It's my Father correcting me. How many of you have been corrected by Mom as we're celebrating them days? I could tell some stories. Mom and Dad, right? All of us. How many of us who are moms and dads in this room, we know we've had to correct our children. How many of us in this room have had to make unpopular decisions and tell something to our children that we knew they were going to hate us for? But why'd you do it? Because you love them. And that's the way your, your Father in Heaven feels about you. Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice. I want to hear you, Jesus. 
I want to hear you so that I could obey you. The Isaiah, in Isaiah 53, that messianic prophecy is, we all like sheep have gone astray. We've gone our own way. There's where we're suffering, my brothers and sisters. We continue to get His will and our will kind of intertwined. I'm going to go further down in John chapter 10, and I'm going to read from verse 22. Same attitude now, talking about the sheep and and hearing Jesus. Verse 22, Now it was the feast of dedication in Jerusalem, and it was winter. And Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then the Jews surrounded him. This is all the religious people, all the lawyers of his day, all the ones that had sway over everybody. How long do you keep us in doubt? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered him, I told you, and you don't believe. I already told you. He did. They tried to kill him when he told him. I told you and you don't believe. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But you don't believe because you are not of my sheep. As I said to you, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. So now, my brothers and sisters, is it possible that we're not hearing him anymore because we're not following him? And this is like the chicken and the egg. This is like the cause and effect. I can't follow him. I can't obey him. Let's say, say it that way. I can't obey him if I don't hear him. And I can't hear him if I don't obey him. So where does this all begin? Right here. Right here at the altar. Lord Jesus, I've got to, I got to understand. You know, I'm, I'm one of those sheep that have gone astray. I've gone my own way. I've done this myself. I've done this on my own too long. And I've messed it up a time or two. I've, oh, I've had some good times. And there have been some good time friends that, you know, kind of enjoyed the party, so to speak. But Lord, the end, when the party's over and the booze is gone or the alcohol or the drugs or whatever it is, when, the, when all of the fun is done, I'm left with myself and my conscience and you. I want to hear you, Lord. I want to hear you. I want to be moved by you, not by my own heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to give you some Old Testament now. All right? Bear with me. Deuteronomy 30. Is this, is anybody, is this tracking with anybody? I'm telling you it is tracking so heavy with me. And not because I find him. I see that when I say something like that, I go, well, he must be in sin. No, I want to know him more. I want, I want, I don't want there to be any cloudiness between me and him. So if there is one little thing that I'm doing that's hurting that, if there's one area of disobedience, Lord, please reveal it to me so that we can clean this up. Hallelujah. So that I can go deeper with you. So that I, listen, I don't want the same thing to trip you up. All the time. Because I know that, listen, I could say it by the Holy Spirit, but I'm not. I don't want to embarrass anybody, and I don't want to pressure anybody. There are many of us in this room that continue to try, 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 but there's that one or two things that always trip us up. Always. Always. We're willing to give it up, but we're not willing to give up everything about it. And I know, listen, to some of you, it makes no sense. But to the people that I'm talking to, it makes total sense. So I'm saying to you by the Holy Spirit right now, give it all up in its totality. God is waiting right there with you. He's not going to leave you or forsake you. And He's going to help you through it. Oh, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. There's going to be some trials. There's going to be some tests. But He's not going to leave you alone in the middle of the trial, in the middle of the test. Because remember, we have this faithful high priest who is tempted and tested just like we are, and He passed the test. Hallelujah. And what He said was, because I passed the test, now I'm giving you the power to pass the test. How bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? I want it bad. I want all of God that I can get. I don't want there to be any doubt and I don't want anybody to ever to come up to me and have any doubt about who it is that I'm in love with. I don't want there to be any doubt that when that sky is split and he says, hey, that my name is going to be part of that. He's going to say something and we're all going to hear our name. All of us who are ready, rapture ready, we're going to hear our name. Come up hither. And there, boo, we're gone. I don't want there to be any doubt. 
Hallelujah. I don't want my kids, my grandkids, or anybody have any doubt. So, Lord, if there's anything that's cloudy, let's get this, get this over with, man. Let's, I want to be separated from it. Amen? So now let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 30, beginning in verse 15. See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil. And that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in His ways. That's the same thing as obeying Him. To walk in His ways and to keep His commandments, His statutes, and His judgments that you may live and multiply. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land which you go to possess. But if your heart turns away so that you do not hear, that's very interesting. You see what he says? If your heart turns away so that you do not hear. He didn't say if your ear turns away. If your heart turns away, See, my brothers and sisters, that's the whole problem with us as human beings. Our heart wants something else. We have to make sure that our hearts, our passions, our soul, everything that we are, love the Lord your God with everything you are and love your neighbor as you love yourself. Well, first, you ain't going to be able to love your neighbor as you love yourself unless you love the Lord with all that you are. And so this is the problem, my brothers and sisters. And this is why God says the Spirit yearns jealousy. Hallelujah. 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 Father, in this moment, I ask for a a complete and total anointing. Father, open my spiritual eyes and give me a tongue that speaks only what you say. Hallelujah. 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 So he says, listen, not with your ears, but with your heart. Man, what is in your heart? Man, there's part of you, your heart, if your heart is divided, you ain't going to make it. So, listen, give your whole heart to Him. I gave my whole heart to Jesus when I was, you know, knee-high to a grasshopper. I went, it doesn't, listen, if you're struggling right now, maybe your heart is a little bit divided. Give all that you are. Give everything that you are. Give Him all your passion, all of your emotion. See, the thing about it is, my brother and sister, when the, because the gospel and because the message of Jesus, because the word of God has been so diluted, and because there's been so much false doctrines and theologies preached by people who have all kind of letters before and after their names. But what happens is, you know, people start believing different things, and it's, even if it's just diluted a little bit. So here's what I mean by that. How in the world can I experience or really know how loving God is toward me if I don't realize, number one, how polluted I am. No, how repulsive I am. Come on. In my state without God, I am repulsive to God. The wages of sin is death because sin, rebellion against God or any active disobedience, anything like that is just it's it's just it's it's I can't even describe it as it relates to God. We know what the man God looks upon. He hates sin. So now, if I know that God has that kind of attitude towards sin, but yet even though I was in in sin and iniquity was I conceived, I was a sinner from the time Adam and Eve disobeyed God. That was that. I was, I was reading in 1 John, you know, this, this Zoe life, that's who Jesus is. Jesus is this Zoe life. In Him we have this Zoe life. And it says, in, in this life that we have in Jesus, it's the light. And it's the Word. The Word, the light, the life, all of it's combined. It's all one. But when Adam and Eve sinned, they lost that Zoe. They, they lived, and the, the spirit that they were born with, the human spirit, it lived... But that Spirit of God, that Zoe life that they were given, was quenched. It was, it was darkened. They became, it became dark. Not the life, not the Spirit. It didn't get dark. They were left in the dark because they disobeyed God. I don't want that. And God doesn't want that. So, so how in the world that God who finds me in my natural state as a natural man to be so repulsive, but yet He was willing Listen, he was willing not only just to be executed, but to be mercilessly executed, to be scourged, to be totally bruised and beaten, beyond recognition, for me. 
for me. So now, what, what, okay, big deal, Tony. What's the point? So the point is this. that If, if I minimize how bad I am, then, then you would also have to minimize His love and His mercy and His grace toward me. Because if that wasn't that big of a deal, then how could His love and His grace and His mercy be that big of a deal? The value of His love toward me is so great because my brothers and sisters, in that I was so putrid because I was so offensive to him, he still loved me so, how his love was so great for me that he went ahead and he took that beating. How many, man, come on. Come on. Oh my gosh. See, we know that there are people who have died for other people. Heroically, not too long ago, there was a, a, a sheriff's deputy or something, or he gave up his life on the highway to cut off a car. And that was, I think if I heard right, that was a number of times that he did that, that he put himself in harm's way to save other people's lives. That's an awesome, awesome thing. But how many of us would go ahead and give up our own life and not just give up our life, but be mercilessly beaten for someone who hated me? So, gosh, my brothers and sisters, we have to pay attention to this word and we have to make sure that we're being taught the truth. Why? Because if it gets watered down, then the value that God has placed on me also is watered down. So, so he says, listen, uh, to keep my commandments, statutes, and judgments that you may live and multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land which you possess. But if your heart turns away so that you do not hear and you are drawn away and worship other gods and serve them... I announce to you today that you shall surely perish and shall not prolong your days in the land which you cross over into the Jordan and go in and possess. Man, I am so glad that this is Old Testament and he's talking specifically to them. He's talking about the land that they possess. And no. You know what? Listen. <clears throat> Think about this. That promised land, I, I don't know that that's just you know, typical of heaven. No. That's going into that and receiving rest. Going into a land and receiving rest. You see what I'm saying? There are so many of us that haven't... We, we need this rest. We need to enter in and, and receive this rest. Stop being so bombarded and stressed out and having all of these things constantly coming at us. Remember, I think I said it on Wednesday. I, I can't even remember. can't keep the days. Um, remember, everybody, oh, I can't wait for 2020 to be over. I can't wait until 2020 uh, next year. And then on New Year, oh, it's a new year. Everything's going to be... 2021 has been worse for many people. But my brothers and sisters, listen... Listen, that's why I need to be in his rest. So when he's talking to me and you like this, and he's got this scripture in here for us, because it is for us, he's not talking about me and you going into that promised land in the Middle East. He's talking about entering into his rest. Come on, I want to be in his rest. I want to enter his rest. I want to be in fellowship and communion with him. Hallelujah. Well, I'm so glad. But look at what it says in the New Testament. Timothy, 2 Timothy 4. I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who will judge the living and the dead at His appearing and His kingdom. Preach the Word! Preach the Word! Be ready in season and out of season. Not just when it's convenient. Not just when the people around you might agree with you. Not when you're not feeling any pressure. Nope. You preach the word. You be ready in season and out of season. Convince. Rebuke. You see that word rebuke? Nobody likes to be rebuked. So there you are in that position. If you're a mom, a dad, you're a church leader or whatever, you're just a strong brother in the Lord who wants to help somebody else. Do it in love. Do it according to the word. But you're called to do it. Exhort with all long-suffering. Exhort. Build them up with all long-suffering, with patience. Have patience with them. And teach them. Don't just tell them. Teach them. Now look at this verse 3 with me. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Oh, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? I know that's annoying, isn't it? Yeah, but so it is for a preacher. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But Look at this now. But according to their own desires... So now let's go back into Deuteronomy. To walk in His ways, but you can't because you're not hearing. Your heart is someplace else. You're drawn away by your own heart. You can't walk in His ways because you're drawn away with your own heart, by your own passions. So this is what he's saying. These people now are going to stop listening. They're not going to listen to the truth. Why? Because they're listening to their own heart, their own passions, their own desires. But yet there's some people who still believe in God. 
And they think that, you know, Jesus is Lord. He's just not their Lord, but he th- they think they are. But so now they can pick out it. That's why we have so many churches. That's why there have been so many people in and out of here and, and other churches. And my brothers and sisters, the, the Christianity is dying in America. I, I, I know you know this. I mean, there's, Christianity is dying in America. There are less young people are interested in all that. But there are other churches that are growing. Well, if it's dying, how do you figure that? They're getting from other churches. And I'm telling you what, they're getting people that are going to these seeker-friendly churches where you might not be able to hear something like you just heard this morning. Where you might, well, Listen, I'm not incompetent. What I'm trying to say to you, my brothers and sisters, is listen, don't be moved by your own passions and desires. Don't listen, oh man, Tony is off today. He said that, he's, uh, you know, Tony this, Tony that. And then go to another church. And then you know what? You're a little bit comfortable there. That pastor preached a good message. You know, it's, uh, you know he didn't use so much scripture like Pastor Tony does. And blah, blah. Okay, well then, if you're hearing a word from him, and then now all of a sudden, you're not getting a little bit of conviction, or, you know, in your case, it was condemnation when you were here. So then you're good, you're comfortable. You're going to sit back and relax. But are you hearing God? Remember, we need to hear Him so that we can obey. And I don't know about you, but when I was growing up in my house under my mother and my mother and my father, I didn't know everything and I didn't know, listen, all of the things that I was supposed to do and not supposed to do. Until they told me. <laughs> until they told me. And then I found out a couple times how serious they were when I disobeyed. Oh boy, oh come on. Don't look at me like I'm the only one. Why? But why? Again, we got to go back to it. I need to obey. I'm hearing them, and then I need to obey. They will, they will uh, endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have got itching ears, they will heap for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Back to Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life, that both you and your descendants may live. That you and your descendants may live. Choose life so that you can help your children. Don't tell your children what to do. Show them what to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 20, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey His voice. How can I obey His voice if I'm not hearing it? How am I going to hear it unless I'm going to some place where they're preaching the truth? How am I going to hear it unless I'm reading the Word and listening? Hey, come on. See, see, see. I want to hear and I want to obey. There's two parts. I cannot obey what I don't know. I can't obey what I don't hear. Am I beating that horse too dead now? And that you may cling to Him. See, here's another thing. I want to cling to Him. And here's the thing. He's not... Listen, Steve, get up. Start going that way. See, I don't have to chase him down. Turn around. He's right there with his arms open. Open your arms. He's right there with his arms open. Right? Right? Are you with me? See, it's cling to him. Cling to him. I'm not, I'm not having to chase him down. He's saying, I need to cling to him. And he's not, he's not trying to be elusive. And he's not trying to hide himself from me. He's right there with open arms. But, we, but, but again, we're moved by our own passions. The twins are trying to sneak a peek. Hey, he's trying to go by... We're, we're so, we're, listen, we're moved by our own passions. We're moved by our own lust and some of the things that make us feel good in our bodies and our human flesh. Come on, we're all subject to it. Man, I can't tell you. I've downed some ice cream this past couple of weeks. Come, say hallelujah. I'm not the only one. But, but see, I'm not trying to be so uh, informal, but I'm, what I'm saying though is, you know, where are we going He's not running away from us. He wants to speak to us. He wants to minister to us. He wants to empower us so that we can do what we're hearing. But we just got to be ready to hear the truth even though we don't like it, even though we may not really feel, get that warm and fuzzy. See, we go to the church, we get the warm and fuzzy, and we go, great, I'm going back. Or the music was just right here. No, you go, we come, we hear the voice of God, we obey. Hallelujah. And we're, then we're moving into His rest. We're moving into his rest. Tony, don't need no more ice cream. Well, maybe a little bit. You know, I'm moving into his rest. Come on now. But I like what he says, that you may cling to him, for he is your life and your length of days. I'm not looking. Listen, I want to be healthy. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to outlast Michelle. (laughs) I want to be healthy. I want to be right, live a, a disciplined life. But I'm not looking to spend a lot of time here. 
I want to see Jesus. I want to be with Jesus. I love you all. I love my grandchildren. I love my wife, all my family, my mom, my dad. I love everybody. I love, especially my family. I, I, I mean, my family, you guys know it. I haven't made any, you know, secret of it. Man, I love my kids, my grandkids, and I love you. You're my family. You're my extended family. But I got to tell you, if I have my choice between staying some, year, some, some more years with you or going to be with him, it's not even going to be any big decision. It's not that, it's really not. I'm not even going to say, okay, Lord, give, all right, Lord, what if? No, 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 no. Uh, Tony, you can come with me. Or you, wait, before you even say the rest of that, Lord, I'm with you. You can come with me or, or nothing. I'm coming with you. My brothers and sisters, now, that sound, now, that, now that's good preacher talk. That is, that's good preacher talk. But that's true. And, and, and how many of us are... So now the young people, well, I want to I get married, I want to have kids, I want to do... A, okay, that's fine. You think you do, but, but wait till you get there. <laughs> and then you'll find out more about what this is saying about tested and tried. I'm just telling you. <laughs> uh, said the husband? No, I'm just kidding. Listen, but seriously, seriously, honestly, there's nothing wrong with having those kind of you know, ambitions in your life as long as they don't come ahead of Christ. And as long as those details that are being worked out as, as it relates to who will, be, who will you be married to? Right? Who will you be married to? You can't do that. Listen, you can't do that without God. You've got to hear God so that you don't marry the wrong one and totally complicate everything. You've got to be in that position to hear God. And so, th- so for those of us who have made bad decisions in those regards or any other regard, it ain't over. So what? You made some bad decisions. God is able to take my bad decision and work it out for His good. Amen. All things work together for good for those who love the Lord, for those who are called according to His purpose. You're called according to His purpose. If you, are, if you love Jesus, you're called according to His purpose and plan. So now watch. Any bad decision you made, it, no matter what it was, relational, whatever it is, whatever bad decision you made, you just bring it to the feet of Jesus and he'll make it right. He'll make sure that my brothers and sisters, that that experience, he's gonna, that the devil meant to crush you, he's going to use it to bring him glory. Because he's going to say, you thought you had him, but you never did, because he's always been mine, and always will be mine. Hallelujah. Stand with me, please. Oh, God, our Father in heaven, we love you today, Lord. And Lord, I, I pray, Lord, right now, with everything that's been said, and and Father, that every single person that heard this message, Father, will receive something not from me, but that they would hear from you. Lord, that this would make a difference in everyone's life somehow, some way. Lord, you can do it because your word is so powerful. Your word is light and life. So Lord, take these words and stir us up. Take these words, Lord, and let it bring new life to our very souls. Father, in Jesus' name, I am thanking you that because of this word, some chains will be broken. Oh, Lord, I know that there's some that are mad right now. But, Lord, in your name and by your spirit, I pray that they would see the folly in being angry and they would just listen to that voice and understand that it's you speaking. And then, Lord, by your grace, we're calling upon grace right now because you said call upon grace in your time of need. So, Lord, we need grace. We need your power to understand the word you've given us and then to walk in it, walk in obedience towards you. So, Father, let this week just be a a spiritual marker in our lives that we're hearing you and we're walking according to the voice that you've placed in us, on us, and over us. Your voice, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. God bless you. Go in peace. Have a great week. Live in victory. And if you need prayer, I'm going to stay here for a minute.